Hello again folks, it's Marty Ross, your local Aaron storyteller. Now, last week we finished a, a six-part epic, very intense and dramatic, a story called The Ballad of the Driftwood Mermaid. So I thought we'd do something a wee bit more uh, light-hearted this week. I mean, uh, back in the days of classical Athens, um, they'd always follow up the tragic drama with the satyr play. The satyr play being light-hearted, comedic, even a bit grotesque, grotesquely funny. Um, Ballad of the Driftwood Mermaid, I wouldn't say it was really a tragic drama. It had a kind of a happy ending, if slightly bittersweet. But yes, it was intense and uh, a bit scary in places. So yes, let's do something more light-hearted. A story that I call Dances with Bogles. Or the Heather Wine Hangover. And I think it's quite the story to be uh, uh, presenting this week when, well, this week we've seen fresh snow up in the, the mountain peaks of the Goatfell Range, though supposedly we're creeping well into spring. Um, because this is a story that asks you to imagine, to picture in your mind's eyes, long, long ago, Aaron in the depths of winter blanketed in snow. The whole island turned white by the winter snows. And you must also picture our two young heroes, let's call them Callum and Gavin. These were two young lads from over our Brodick way. And well, they enjoyed nothing more on their day off than to go uh, wandering up into the, the mountainscapes around Goat Fell. And there, maybe if they could get away with it, do a wee bit of, frankly, between you and me, poaching. When the laird and his, uh, uh, and his men weren't looking, see if they could sneak up into the mountains, bag themselves a red deer or two. Just a thing for some lovely venison, or venison broth, or venison stew. Oh yes, keep them in warm meals for a few days, if they could get away with it. And they weren't even put off by the snow that is blanketing the Isle of Arran at the start of this particular story. So picture them, yes, they're wandering out of Brodick. They're heading up towards, well, the area where today you'd, you'd find the string road making its way up through the interior of the island. And they start making their way up into the, the snowy mountainscapes above and behind Brodick Castle. But as they start off, they, uh, they pass a, a cottage on the lower ground. Peat smoke coming out the chimney. And as they wander, they're, 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 their footsteps crunching, crunching through the snow. The door of the cottage opens. Out comes a wee old woman. And the wee old woman, she says, Oh, boys! Boys, where do you think you're going? No up in them snowy mountains. No at this time of year. Oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Don't you know, lads? This time of year... Those snowy mountain passes up there, oh, no mortal man should go up there. For those snowy mountain passes there in the province of the Bogles. The Bogles, yes, lads, they haunt them mountain passes. And it's worse than just your normal, your commoner garden Bogles up there. This time of year, up there you'll find the king of the Bogles. And of course... Being the king of the bogles, he's the most fearsome and most dangerous and most treacherous of all bogles. I warn you, lads, do not go up into them snowy mountain passes. And young Gavin, naturally the more uh, cautious and timid of the two, says, What? Bogles? Well, I mean, I, I don't really uh, believe in bogles, but uh, all the same, well, you never know. It is quite cold and uh, wintry up there, but his friend Callum. Naturally, the, the bolder of the two, bold to the point, frankly, of recklessness, says, <laughs> Oh, nonsense. Nonsense. Don't be put off by this old woman. It's old wives' tales. She's an old wife and old wives' tales are what she's given us. We are men. We are brave young men. We are no frightened of old wives' tales. Bogles. Ha! Nonsense. There's nothing up there but deer. Deer to catch for our supper. Yes, yes, very amusing old woman, but tell uh, tell your old wives' tales to other old wives. 
and don't go trying to frighten brave young fellows like ourselves. Come on, Gavin, let's get up into the mountains while the, while the day's the day's good, while the sun's still shining. So he urges, he urges in Gavin into following him, and following him and Gavin. Well, he doesn't like to lose face in front of his uh, bold young comrade. Yeah, no, it doesn't want to be seen to be believing those old wives' tales. So they, they, they wave goodbye to the old woman. Off you go, off you go. Uh, cook your dinner, cook your stew, old woman. We don't believe your stories. And they tramp, 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 crunch, crunch, crunch through the snow. Up, up, up the slope into the snowy mountain passes. And there in the snowy mountain passes, shotguns off their shoulders, take up position, ears pricked. Can they hear? Can they see a red deer or two making its way through the mountain passes? No. No, they cannot. Nonetheless, well, you know, they know you have to be patient when you're hunting the deer. They hunker down in the snow, behind this ridge, behind that ridge, behind this rock, behind that rock, and they wait, and they wait, and they wait. Shotguns primed. No sign of the deer. Well, frankly, the whole day goes by and they don't see a thing, they don't hear a thing, they don't shoot at a thing, they don't catch a thing, they don't bag a thing. Not a deer do they catch. And while the day is going on, it's getting cold up in them snowy mountain passes. And well, you know, our, our winter days here in Arden, they're, they're quite short days. Before long, it's it's uh, mid-afternoon and it's getting dark already. The sun is sinking behind the mountains. And Gavin is saying, oh, it's cold. Uh, maybe, we should be, maybe we should be heading back. You know, it doesn't look like we're going to be very successful. Maybe we should admit defeat. We can, we can head back down, get, 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 get a meal for ourselves in the pub. Down outside Brodick. Come on, let's head down. Nonsense, says Callum. Nonsense. If we just wait, well, there's still a, there's still a, a maybe a, a, a wee bit of daylight left. If we just wait, I'm sure, I'm sure something's about to show up. Something we can catch, something we can shoot, something we can bag, something we can take home and cook up for our dinner. Just wait, just wait a few minutes more. But they wait a few minutes more. No sign of anything. Oh, c c c c c c c come on, says Gavin. Let's get d d d d d down the slope before it's d d dark entirely. I mean, it'll get d d d dark very soon. And you know what that? I know you don't b b b believe, but what that? What that old woman said about b b b b b b b b b b We don't want to be caught by the b b b b Went on the c c c c king of the b b b Oh no! Come on, let's get down. I told you," said Callum. All that stuff about bogles, thats nonsense. You don't. You don't believe in old wives' tales, do you? You're, you're a real old man like me, aren't you? You don't believe in old wives' tales. Come on, come on. Don't look so frightened. Don't look so frightened. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't b -b -b believe it, but, 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 but all the same, I mean, it is getting dark. Oh, come on, come on, says Callum. Let's wait a few minutes more. If we wait a few minutes more, we're bound to, to see something or, or even hear, hear something. Wait, shh, hush, do you hear that? And they do hear something. What's that over the, the edge of the next snowy ridge, there's a sound like? What is it, the, the hooves of a stag running about in the snow? Put their ears closer still. Is it? Is it a deer? No, it sounds almost a little more like Mardek. Nee! Nee! Echoing off the mountainside. Yes, it's, it, it's, it's a horse. It's a horse. It's the sound of a horse galloping in the snow. But who would be galloping up here on uh, uh, a horse when it's getting this dark? But they listen and they listen. There appears. There, look, 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 says Callum. Over the next ridge. Black against the whiteness of the snow. Yes, yes, yes. A black horse indeed. A great black steed. And sat in the back of the black steed. But what kind of figure is it? A figure in a great grey cloak. A grey cloak and hood. 
the ragged ends of the grey cloak fluttering, fluttering, fluttering about in the wintry winds up there in the mountain pass. Nee goes the black steed. Gallop, gallop, gallop. Through the snow. And yes, the cloak billowing, billowing, billowing in the snowy wind. Who? And, 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 and then the earth is, is a, that, says Gavin. It, it could, could, could be, could it possibly be like the, the, the old woman said that the, 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 the king of the bulls riding about here in the mountain passes? Nonsense, nonsense, says Callum. There's no such thing as bogles, I tell you. Who is it riding about there? Well, I don't know. It's not the weir. The weir wouldn't wear that ragged old cloak and hood. It's... I'll tell you what it is. Look as he rides by us here. I'll tell you who it is. It's some fella up here. Up here in the mountains. He's maybe got a wee bothy somewhere. A wee bothy. And then his wee bothy. He's got a wee still... And as, as we still and as we bothies brewed up um, some local whiskey. Oh, none of the fancy stuff they sell in the shops, but just a, uh, some local homemade whiskey. And he's riding there to his wee bothy. He's maybe going to meet some of his mates there and they'll have a wee uh, shutting, a wee, uh, a wee uh, 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 ceremony, a wee kelly, a wee kelly, a wee party. Drinking the local whiskey. There in the bothy. Having a good time to while away the winter nights. Well... Well, I'm sure if I followed that horse there, I could, uh, with my usual charm, invite myself into the bothy. Have a wee party of a wee swig of the whiskey with them. Come on, you come with me. We'll have a wee party, a wee carry together with them. Come on, come on, come on. No, 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 says Gavin. No, 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 I, I'm not so, so, so sure. I mean, I mean I, I'm telling you, I, I don't believe in the story of the b -b 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 bulls. But even so, seeing that strange, strange f -f 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 figure riding about like that, uh, now that it's getting dark, I'm not so sure that bulls are just an old wife story. I'm going down. I'm going down the hillside. I'm going down where it's safe and barbaric. I'm going to get myself a dinner at the pub where it's nice and safe. I mean, you can stay up here if you like, but but I'm going down the hill. Well, on you go, says Karen. On you go. If you're such a fierty, if you're such an old woman yourself, scared of stories of bulls, down you go, down you go, down the hillside. But I'm staying up here. I'm a real man. I'm going to follow that figure. There he goes, riding along there along the ridge. I'm going to follow him. Follow him to his, his bothy. His bothy with his still and his homemade whiskey. I'm going to invite myself to whatever party he's having. Yes, I'll have a good time whiling away the winter night. Yeah, you go home down there. I'll see you tomorrow when I come down. Oh, my, my belly full of local whiskey. Yeah, off you go, off you go, fierty, off you go, old woman. See you tomorrow, see you tomorrow. Cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. I'm off. Oh, I have to be, I have to be hurrying off. I catch up with his black horse there, and Karen goes running off, following the black steed as it rides, gallops on, on through the snowy landscape. The rider's grey cloak billowing, 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 billowing behind him. And Gavin thinks, oh, Callum, she sh shouldn't really be f f following that f f f figure, whoever, whoever it is. But, I mean, that's up to, 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 to him. I am getting d d d d down the slope, down the slope to b b b Brodick, where it, it's nice and it's safe, a uh, nice w w warm night in the pub down in b b b Roddick. That's for me. Uh, you've chosen your fate, Callum. I'll leave you to it. And Gavin makes his way down the hillside. Callum, meanwhile, yes, he follows that mysterious rider on the black horse. And though, you know, the, the horse is galloping along. The horse isn't hard to follow. It leaves such deep, deep, deep hoof prints in the snow. And he follows uh, the dark steed up over this ridge, down the other side, up over this rise, down the other side, among these boulders, round the other side, until the black horse, it gallops with its rider down into a deeper, deeper hollow among the mountainscape. And creeping to the ridge that directly overlooks this hollow, Callum looks down, looks down and he sees... Oh, that's very unusual, that's not quite what he was expecting. 
It's not the bothy with a peat fire glowing behind his windows that he was expecting to see. No doubt in that hollow, with the horse and the rider galloping towards it, is something much, much, much more curious. I don't know how many of you here in Arden will have been over to see uh, Machri Moor. The great standing stones at Machri Moor, jaggedy, sticking up out the moor there. Ancient prehistoric stones. Folks, Machri Moor was but a, was but a back garden lean-to compared to the stones here in the hollow and the mountainscape. This was a full ring of great jaggedy stones sticking vertically, vertically, vertically up out of the snow. A great stone circle. Stonehenge itself was but a, 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 a back garden ornament compared to this great stone circle. But the size, the scale of the stone circle was the least astonishing thing about it. The most astonishing thing was that inside the stone circle, well I've told you haven't I, I've explained, I've asked you to picture, that the whole mountainscape, the whole Isle of Arran was blanketed in white, white, cold, cold snow. Snow and ice everywhere you looked, an entirely white landscape, except for inside the stone circle. Inside the stone circle, something very different. Inside the stone circle, lush green grass. Lush green grass with little flowers, little mountain meadow flowers of a yellow pink, gold, purple, sprouting amid that lush green grass. And a light upon that lush green grass and the sprouting, blossoming flowers that was like summer sunshine. And even more astonishing than that was the figures who were dancing around within that circle of lush green grass. Women they were, beautiful young women in flowing green robes with flowing hair of gold and red and raven black. And yes, these beautiful young women, they were dancing around and around in a circle to a, a music, a music like harp music that seemed to come out of the, the thin air itself. No one could be seen playing a harp, but the music magically came out of the thin air and these women, they danced around and around to the music. It was a strange and uncanny sight, but uh, Callum, hiding behind a, an icy, snowy boulder up in the icy, snowy ridge above, he said, well, whatever they are, they can't be bogles. I mean, I've heard about bogles. Bogles are surely ugly and monstrous, warted and contorted and withered and distorted. I mean, these are, frankly, these are the most beautiful women I've ever seen. They can't be bogles. As for that figure on the horseback, well, he reined the horse to a stop. He tied up the horse by its reins to one of the great standing stones and he stepped inside the stone circle. And all those beautiful young women, oh, they went, they, they, they laughed, they laughed with joy and they rushed forward to greet him and gather him forward into their midst. And that strange figure, he drew off the grey hood he, grew, he drew off the grey robe, the great cloak. He flapped that through that, flung that all aside and revealed, well, well, he was quite a handsome figure. A great tall man with lustrous black hair and black beard, dressed all in, well, it looked like um, green velvet. And there he was, standing in that strange, mysterious summer sunshine enclosed within the stone circle. And yes, he he had a kind of wickerwork 
crown upon his head. And as he was greeted by this beautiful woman, Karam, hunkering, hunkering, hiding, hiding behind the snowy, icy ridge, the snowy, icy boulders up above, he said, well, he, he does look like a king. But he can't surely be a, a, a king of the bulls, like the old woman said, because he's, he's handsome, he's dignified, he's distinguished. He's not warted and contorted and ugly and distorted like I, I, I've always supposed Bogles would be. Yes, he looks a very handsome king indeed. And oh, it looks, it looks like he's, he's parting. He's parting with those beautiful women down there. Yes, the beautiful woman down there had handed this mysterious king in the green velvet a great silver goblet. And he was drinking from it. He was clearly enjoying the drink he was taking from the silver goblet. And then he was joining in a dance, joining in the dance with the beautiful woman round and round and round the sunny interior of the stone circle they went, having a merry old time. And Callum hunkered up there in the, the cold, icy, f -f 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 freezing mountainside just above. Well, he, he, he envied them, their, their, their dancing and drinking and general partying within that, that, that sunny space within the stone circle. But, but, but all the same, he, he, he wasn't sure what to do. I mean, he wasn't now entirely discounting the old woman's stories of strange supernatural goings on up there in the mountains, though these look very pleasant. Um, supernatural goings on so, so so he wasn't quite sure what to do and as he was wondering whether to s stay up there in the oh it was getting colder and colder that icy freezing hillside uh, just watching them from a distance or whether to go in and attempt to join in or whether to turn back as Gavin that fierty had turned back and head down the mountainside while he was dithering over what to do there suddenly appeared alongside him <gasps> oh, he got a shock there. Right at his side. Now this did look like a bogle. It was a little stunted, twisted figure. Warted and contorted and wrinkly and distorted. This really did look like a wee bogle. Even a wee, like a wee tatty bogle. You know, the wee tatty bogles that are such a, such a, a nuisance chewing away at the potato crop when the, when the time comes for, for digging up the potatoes. This wee wrinkled, contorted, yes, warted, contorted, monstrous and distorted figure had scurried, scuttled straight up to Karam and it was looming over him and Karam was quite intimidated by this wee twisted figure and the wee twisted figure said, Go! Go, young man, go. Get away quickly while you can. Down there are the bogles. Down there is the king of the bogles. Can you not see the crown on his head? The wickerwork crown. Get away, get away before they see you. Get away. You don't want to be caught by the king of the bogles. Oh, oh, it'll be very, grow very, very badly for you. Get away quickly. I'm warning you. Get away quickly while you can. Get down the mountainside. Get away, get away quickly. I'm warning you. Get away quickly, quickly, quickly. But Callum, such was his nature, he, he was inclined to be sceptical in many things. He turned to this wee, warted and contorted and withered and distorted bogle, and he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're a bogle yourself, I think. Yes, yes, a bogle indeed. But if you're a bogle, wouldn't you want me to be caught by the king of the bogles. Wouldn't you come want me to be trapped by the bogles? Why would you be warning me? I mean, there's something not quite right here. I'm not quite sure. I believe in this warning you give me. Little warted and contorted and distorted bogle. There's something strange about you. I'm not sure whether to believe you. I mean, that lot down there. The man's handsome, the women are beautiful. I'd be more inclined to trust them than to trust a wee watered and contorted bogle like you. Yes, there's something fishy about you, little bogle. And even as he's expressing this scepticism well, down within the stone circle, that fellow king of the bogles, if he was, must have heard the commotion. And the women too, for they all turned and they looked up to where Callum's head was just peeking, just showing above the edge of those snowy, icy boulders. And the king of the moguls, he cries up to young Callum. He says, oh, young fella there, don't believe that withered old bogle, that warted, contorted, 
Ugly and distorted old Bogo. Oh no, he's just, he's just causing trouble for you up there. Oh, don't believe a word that he says. He's not the kind of Bogo that you can believe. You can believe us, however, on the other hand, when we invite you down. Come down. Come down, young fella. Come down off that snowy, icy hillside. You must be freezing up there. Come down here and join us. Come down here and join us in the warm. Come down here and join us and join us in the sunshine. Come here and dance with the beautiful Bogle woman down here and come. Come. If you come down here, you can have a taste of our heather wine. And here, the king of the Bogles, down in the circle, he holds up that uh, silver goblet he himself had earlier been seen to drink from. Come down, he says, come down and drink our, taste our heather wine. It tastes just beautiful. It tastes just fine. It'll take the chill out your belly. It'll warm you up like the sunshine within the circle. Come down. Can't you even up there? Up there in the snowy hillside behind those boulders, can't you smell the fragrance? The exquisite bouquet of our heather wine. Come down and taste it for real. And it's true. It's true up there. Up there in the cold, frozen, snowy hillside, with the cold winds blowing off Goat Fell, nonetheless, the fragrance of the heather wine, the rich, sweet heather wine within the silver goblet that could reach Callum's nostrils. <laughs> oh, yes, even just <laughs> sniffing it, he felt a tingling warmth within him already. Oh, that was uh, uh, much more tempting than the, the words of the wee contorted and withered and distorted bogle alongside him. Oh, yes, yes, that sounds much more like a like a, a, a kind of story I could believe in. Oh, yes, the, the story of how rich and sweet that heather wine must, must taste. Yes, out my way, we warted and contorted and ugly and distorted bogle. Out my way, out my way, we tatty bogle. I'm going down there into the stone circle. I trust those bogles much more. I mean, they're offering me a free drink for one thing. And man that I am, I never say no to a free drink. So, up from behind the, the, the boulder gets young Callum, quickly crunch, crunch, crunch down through the snow, down through the snow towards the stone circle. He steps between the stones of the stone circle and... <gasps> It is literally like stepping from the frozen depths of winter into the warmth of high summer. The fragrance of the flowers, the rich, soft, plush, green, summery grass beneath his feet. The beautiful woman all gathering around him. Oh, they are beautiful indeed. Never, never down in Brodick did any group of women ever show such interest in him. Oh, they're gathering around him, smiling, taking his hand, leading him forward. Oh, yes, how beautiful they are. And there's the, the Bogle King, if Bogle he is at all. He seems a very friendly fellow, whoever he is, offering the, the heather wine, the silver goblet of the heather wine. Oh, the fragrance that's so intense. Would I like a drink? Oh, yes, yes, I would like a drink. Ah, yes, go on, says the Bogle King. Drink it, gulp it down, all in one. There's Plenty more where that came from. Oh yes, I thank you, thank you very kindly. He takes the takes the goblet and he gulp, 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 gulps it down. Oh, oh, oh! The taste of that heather wine, that purplish heather wine when it hits its belly. Oh, it's like warm summer sunshine inside his tummy. Oh, and radiating, radiating, radiating to every inch and corner of his chilled and frozen being. It's like the summer sun rising within him. <gasps> you can't help but yes, gulp, 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 gulp. gulp the silver goblet dry. Oh, oh, uh, thank you. No, excuse me, repeating on me there. That was, that was, that was lovely. Oh, thank you, thank you for the heather wine. Well, have some more. Oh, yes, well, if you're offering, says Callum, I would actually like some more. And he waits for the, for the, the Bogle King to produce the, the bottle of the heather wine. No, not necessary. We don't need a, we don't need a bottle up here. Just look in the inside of your, your goblet. The goblet's empty, but no, 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 says the king of the bogles. Look at the bottom of your supposedly empty goblet. And he looks and the goblet is empty because, of course, he's drained it dry. 
But even as he looks down towards the base of the goblet, what's that happening down the bottom? Magically, the goblet fills up, fills up to the foaming brim with a fresh helping of purplish heather wine. Go on, drink that dry, says the king of the bowls. Thank you. Gulps the goat dry. Oh, the summer sunshine within his belly, within every frame of his being, is redoubled. Go on, drink another goblet full. He looks down into the empty goblet. And again, again it fills up foaming to the brim. He gulps that down and well, before long, of course, young Callum's head is spinning, but in the most pleasant of ways. And as his head spins and he drains, another goblet full of the heather wine, the young woman gathering around him in their fluttering green dresses, their beautiful fluttering red and golden and raven black hair, they gather around him and they, they gather him forward, they drag him forward into their dance. And yes, that beautiful fairy music, it's coming out of the thin air. The harp sounds ringing and resonating and resounding more and more beautifully in the air. And they drag him into their dance, their circular dance, around and around and around the interior of the summery circle. Oh, he's happy to dance with them, the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Their, beautiful, their beauty in itself is like a symphony before him when he dances with them or oh, uh, uh, as he passes the Bogle King the Bogle King passes him another goblet of hair wine oh, oh his head is spinning more and more his head is spinning faster than he's spinning round and round the dance and before long oh it's, it's as if his feet his dancing feet are hardly touching the lush green grass that's there on the ground oh his head is spinning his spinning oh, oh, oh he's feeling a little bit a little bit and dizzy. Oh, oh, that drink is going to his head. The drink and the dancing and the beautiful woman. Oh, oh, and the beautiful music. And oh, 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 hold on, young friend, says the king of the bowls. Yeah, sure, you can have a wee bit uh, uncertain on your feet there, a little bit dizzy. Maybe the, the heather wine has gone to your head. Well, don't you worry. We aim to make you comfortable here. Why don't you just lie down for a while? Lie down for a while here in the lush green grass. Look, look, look at it, how lush and green it is. No mattress in your bed back home ever felt as soft and warm and comfortable as the lush green grass here. Lie down, lie down. Oh, yes, uh, yes, says Callum. Uh, yes, I, I am a wee bit, a wee bit dizzy. I think I will just uh, lie down just for a, for, for a wee moment. Oh, yes, uh, lie down. Oh, yes, yes, beautiful ladies. Yes, help me lie down. Oh, oh yes, uh, uh, lovely to be put to bed, as it were, by, by you lovely, lovely, lovely fairy ladies, bogle ladies, whatever you are. You're beautiful, whatever. Yes, lie down. I put my head here. Oh, yes, this lovely, lovely, lush bit of turf here. Lay my head down as if it were a pillow. Yes, lay my head down. Oh, I'm sure I will go to sleep. Uh, just just 40 winks, and then I, I, I drink more heather wine, do more dancing. Just for, just close my eyes for for. for, for Ten seconds. Just, just put my head just down in the lush, lush green grass. The lush green grass and. Well, he falls instantly fast asleep. And as he falls instantly fast asleep. <laughs> An evil laughter goes up from the, the bulls, from the king of the bulls, loudest of all. The bogle women all gathering around him, laughing their own cunning laughter likewise, as the king of the bulls cries out, Ha ha! We caught him! We've caught another one! Just wait till you wake up, young man! You'll be a bogle too. <laughs> Meanwhile, folks, what of Gavin, our other young hero? Well, as I said, Gavin was a little bit wary of the, the darkness and the cold, and yes, 
was beginning to at least half believe the possibility of the, the stories of the bogles being true. And he'd started to make his way back down the hill towards Brodick, or Brodick, rather. But he didn't get very far, for the truth is, Callum was his best friend. And Callum had got into many scrapes and had got Gavin into many scrapes, but he'd always forgiven him. And making his way down the snowy hillside, he paused. He stopped and he thought, well, Callum is an idiot sometimes. He gets himself into all kinds of trouble. But he is my best friend. I, I can't just abandon him up there in the snowy mountain passes. I mean, what if the stories were true? What if there really are bogles up there? What if that mysterious rider and the black horse with the grey hood and the robe and the cloak all fluttering about, what if that was a bogle? What if that was the king of the bogles? What if Callum got into trouble with the bogles? I can't just abandon him. However deep the trouble he's got himself into, I must go up back there and at least see what's happened to him, see if he's safe, put my mind at rest. So Gavin turns about and crunch, 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 starts making his way back up the snow, snowy mountainside, looking for Karam. And he's not hard to follow his trail from there in the snow. Not only the hoof prints of the horse, but Callum's footprints following the horse through the snow. And Gavin follows the trail of footprints and hoof prints, follows them through the snow, up over the ridges, down the other side of the ridges, up over this other rise, down over the other side of this, the rise, up over the boulders, down over the other side of the boulders, up to a particular ridge, and looking over the other side of the ridge, what does he see? What he sees is the scene that I have just described to you. Down there in the hollow in the mountains, that ring of stones, the stone circle, Inside the stone circle, yes, the appearance of high summer, the lush green grass, the sprouting flowers. The figure, the figure in the green velvet with the wickerwork crown on his head, the king of something, possibly, yes, the king of the bogles. All those beautiful women around him. And yes, Karam, Gavin's best friend lying there fast asleep on the lush meadow grass within the stone circle. And yes, those figures overlooking him, those figures looming over him, crying out an evil triumph. Ha ha ha! We've got him! We've got him! We've got him! Oh dear. Oh dear, thinks Gavin. Well, that fella's handsome and those women, they're beautiful. But from the way they're cackling in evil glee there, that must be the bogles. And they've caught Callum down there. They just said so themselves. What do I do? do, 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 do? I, I, I do, 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 don't know what, what to do. And at that moment, as he's pondering what to do, 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 up there pops from behind the icy frozen boulder alongside him. It is the little bogle. The little tatty bogle. The little warted and contorted and withered and distorted bogle who scuttles forward up to Gavin's shoulder and says, Go! Go! There's nothing you can do for your friend. I mean, I, I warned your friend not to go down into the stone circle, not to accept the offer of the heather wine, but he, he didn't believe me. He believed them and not me. He went down into the stone circle. He drank the heather wine. He danced with the bogle woman there. He lay down the grass and, well, you now see what's, what's come of it. There's no rescuing him. There's nothing you can do for him. You'll never rescue him from the bogles. What you must do, young man, is just take care of yourself. The bogles haven't seen you yet. Turn around. Head back down the mountainside. Get away quickly before the bogles spot you. Never mind your friend. Forget about your friend. Write your friend off as dead, basically. Get out of here. Save your own skin quick as you can. Oh, oh but, but, but hold on," said Gavin. "I, I, I, I can't do that. I mean, I mean, he's he's my b b best friend. I can't, I can't just uh, abandon him. However serious the situation is, and anyway, 
Anyway, hold on. There's something f f f f f f fishy here. There's a b b b b b I mean, you're a. Correct me if, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong. You're a b b b b yourself, aren't you? You're a warted and contorted and, frankly, monstrous and distorted bogle yourself. Why would you be warning me? I mean, if you're a bogle yourself, wouldn't you want me to be caught by the bogles? Wouldn't you want the king of the bogles to get a hold of me? There's something f f fishy with your story here. Oh, no, 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 listen to me, said the little warted and contorted and withered and distorted bogle. said, no, listen to me. I'm telling you my story because here's the truth. I am not so long ago. I was a fine young man. Like your friend there. And I was up here in the hillsides. And I saw the king of the bogles. And I saw the lush summery sunshine within that circle. And I saw the bogle woman. And I was given the offer of the heather wine. And I, fine young fellow that I was, never one to say no to a free drink. I wandered down into the bogle circle. And I drank the heather wine. And I danced with the bogle woman. Fine young fellow, I thought that, that I was. I thought, well, I'm onto a good thing here. And they told me to, to lie down there in the grass. And I lay down there in the grass as your fellow, is, as your friend has lay down in that grass. And I too went to sleep. I fell fast asleep. But I fell fast asleep as a handsome young man like your friend. And I woke up. I woke up as well. Well. I woke up as what you see before you here and now. Yes, it's true. A watered and contorted and gnarled and distorted bogle. And this is exactly what your friend will look like when he wakes up from his sleep. His handsome features will be gone. He'll be whorled and contorted and knotted and, and monstrous and distorted for the rest of his life. And there's nothing you can do to save him from that fate. Like I say, turn around, get out of here, just look after yourself. Oh no. No, says Gavin. I mean, that's a terrible fate. I mean, forgive me, I can see the way you look. But um, even so, he is my be be best for friend. There must be something I can do. Oh well, there is something that you can do, says the wee contorted bogle. But the only something you can do, it's very, very dangerous. Presents a dangerous danger to your own safety, your own soul, your own fate. I wouldn't risk it. Go on, forget about it. Get away, down the slope, get back to Brodick, look after yourself. No, 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 says Gavin. He's my best friend. I must do something. What is the something that I can do? Tell me, little Bogle. Tell me the secret. Well, well, I don't recommend it, says the wee Bogle. But it says, what you must do is you must go down there to the stone circle, but you must stay outside the stone circle. You must walk around the stone circle 12 times clockwise, and then you must stand with your back to the stone circle on the cold, frozen, snowy ground outside. And you must stand there until dawn breaks over the mountains there, until the sun rises. You must stand there out in the cold outside the stone circle, in other words, the whole frozen icy night long. And while you stand there, that whole night long, the bogles within the circle, they will try and tempt you into the circle. The young woman, they will tempt you with their beautiful song. The bogle king will tempt you with the heather wine. And you'll be able to feel at your back how warm and sunny it is in there inside the circle as contrasted to the snowy, frozen, icy ground you're standing on. But you must stand there outside the circle the whole night long. You must resist the temptation. And if, and only if, you can resist that temptation until the sun rises over the mountains up there, then, then, when the bogles have fallen asleep with the coming of the dawn, then and only then you must turn around and step from the snowy ground inside the stone circle. Inside the stone circle, you must get hold of the silver goblet that holds the magical heather wine. You must grab hold of that goblet. You must carry it out of the circle. 
You must carry it to the top of the highest mountain you can find up there. You must carry it to the top of the highest waterfall on the highest mountain. And there you must throw the heather goblet into the highest waterfall on the highest mountain. And maybe, maybe if you can do that, that will break the spell. The spell that's been cast over your young friend there. And if you're quick, if you are quick, you'll be able to meet your way back to the stone circle, rescue your friend, get him at the stone circle, get him back down the mountainside. But it's far too dangerous, young man. I do not recommend it. The bogles will tempt you into the, the stone circle. They'll try and tempt you in the whole night long. No mortal man surely can resist that temptation to stand out in the cold the whole night long with the summer pleasures and the heather wine right there at his back. They'll trap you in, they'll beckon you in, they'll, they'll tempt you in, they'll give you the heather wine and you'll end up like your friend, which means you and your friend will end up like me. Warted and contorted and withered and distorted and both your fates will be sealed. Forget about it. Get down that hillside. Look after yourself. Forget your friend. No, says Gavin. If that's what I have to do, however dangerous it is, that's what I'm going to do. And so Gavin makes his way down over the boulders and down the snowy hillside, crunch, 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 goes his footsteps down towards the stone circle. And of course, as he approaches, the Bogle King and the Bogle Woman, they see him approaching and say, Hey, here's another fine young man. Come in, come in, join your friend here. He's having a nice sleep here on the lush, soft, warm grass. He's danced with a beautiful woman here. He's drunk our heather wine. Can you sniff its aroma, its fragrance, its bouquet? They're drifting towards you in the winds. Yes, yes, come in. Do what your friend did. Party as he partied. And then maybe if it all slightly goes to your head, you can have a nice sleep alongside him here in the lush warm grass. Come in, come in. Step into the circle. Taste the heather wine. It tastes just beautiful. It tastes just fine. But Gavin does not go into the stone circle. Crunch, crunch, crunch goes his footsteps through the snow, but he stops crunch, crunch, crunch a step or two just outside the stone circle. And then he starts making his way around the outside of the stone circle. He has to make sure it's uh, clockwise, yes. Crunch, crunch, crunch goes his steps through the icy frozen snow outside the stone circle. And as he makes his way around the outside of the stone circle 12 times, inside the stone circle, in the brilliant sunshine and warmth in there, the bowl woman and the bowl king, they follow him around and say, oh, come and don't stay out there in the cold. You must be freezing. Come in here into the warm, into the sunshine. Drink the heather wine. I know you can sniff the fragrance of it. Come in, dance with the beautiful bogle woman. Sleep uh, like your friend in the warm, warm grass. Come on, don't be silly. Come into the warm, come into the warm. But Gavin stays on the outside. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Goes his footsteps through the snow. Circling, circling, circling the stone circle. Ten times round. Eleven times round as he counted right. Yes, up. Doesn't want to make it thirteen. Yes, twelve times round. There he is, back where he started. He turns and he stands with his back to the stone circle. It's now. It's the depths of the night. It's what three, four in the morning. It is icy cold out there on the mountainside outside the stone circle. Gavin is freezing to the marrows of his bones. Oh, it's freezing, and I can feel at his back how lovely and warm. Warm and sunny and summery it must be within the stone circle mere inches behind him. And he can hear the bogle king and the bogle woman say, Come in, come in, join our dance, dance to our music, drink the lovely heather wine. Yes, it's, it's just behind your shoulder there. Can you sniff it over your shoulder? The fragrance, the bouquet of the rich purplish heather wine brewed from the summery heather up in the mountainsides. Oh, come in, come in, join. Don't stay out there in the cold. You'll, you'll freeze to death. But G -G -G Gavin stands there, stands there. 
the whole dark night long ago it is to tempting a time or two his footsteps start to inch round inch round into the first twitch towards a step through the gap between the stones of the stone circle but no 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 he must resist the temptation he resists he resists he stands on there Facing out onto the d -d -d dark mountainside, the st stone circle at his back. Five in the morning, it's six in the morning. Oh, it's Aaron in the winter. The snow, the the sun is very slow to rise over the snowy mountainsides. But he stands there, the the, the whole for freezing night long, and at last, at last. The sun starts to rise slowly, slowly over the mountainsides, its pink shades falling over the snowy slopes in front of him. The first hint of sun's warmth touching his frozen face, he's got icicles hanging from his nose, hanging from his chin, but he stood there, resisted the temptation the whole night long, and now, and now, he, he notices, oh, he was so numb with the cold, but he realises... It's all suddenly gone very quiet behind him within the stone circle. He turns, he looks round, he looks through the gaps between the stones and... Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. Now, within the stone circle, no more summery sunshine, no more summery warmth, no more... Lush green meadow grass or sprouting flowers of pink and gold. Inside the stone circle it's now as snowy and frosty and icy and cold as it is elsewhere on the mountainside. And peering more closely through the gaps between the the stones, are, well, firstly, he can't see the bowls. Where have the bowls gone? Have the bowls disappeared? No, no, there are the bowls. The bowls are spaced here, there and everywhere within the stone circle on the ground, frozen, frozen within great blocks of ice, lying sleeping within the icy blocks. And there alongside, there nearby, lies Callum. Callum isn't frozen quite into a block of ice, but he's uh, coated with frost and fresh snowfall. His poor face turning quite, quite blue with the cold. And of course, Gavin's first impulse, well, he steps now, he feels it's safe. Yes, he steps inside the stone circle. First impulse is to, to shake Callum awake and get him back down the hillside, but no, no. That's not what the bogle said. He has another task to perform first. He must find... Where is it? Where is it? He looks about the snowy ground. There it is. The empty silver goblet in which the heather wine was being proffered. He picks up... Oh, the, the, the metal's so cold with the, the ice and snow that's now within the circle. But he p p picks up the, the g -g -g goblet. Quite empty it is now of heather wine. Yes, he must take it out of the, the, the circle. Must remember the instructions. Yes, out of the circle he goes, leaving Callum still behind. He's got a, the whole day, the whole day to complete his task, remember. So, um, he, 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 he hurries up the side of Goatfell. Up the snowy side, up clambering up the, the, the snow and the rock and the ice. He can't find a waterfall. He must find a waterfall. Can't just be a mountain peak. It must be a mountain peak with a waterfall. Oh, can't find it. Where if if, if he maybe went along that ridge, he goes along a ridge. Can't see a waterfall there. Uh, goes along by the witch's witch's step there. No, where's there a waterfall? He searches hours. He searches, but finally, yes, he finds a great steep waterfall there up in the mountain ranges. A thin thread of water going right down the sheer mountain slope. He steps to the... Oh, it's quite a d -d 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 drop. And quite icy underfoot. But there, there's the drop of the waterfall. He holds high the, the silver g -g goblet. And like the wee tatty bow said, he th throws the goblet down. And he sees far below the goblet spinning through the air. 
hitting the waterfall, splash, and then bouncing in and out of the waterfall, hitting rocks, clink, clank, clunk, clink, clank, clunk, splash, clink, splash, clank, clunk, all the way down to the bottom, all the way down to the valley far below, splash, clink, clank, clunk, till the silver goblet disappears. Well, that's one part of the task completed. Oh, he spent, he spent several hours getting all the way up here. He now has to spend several hours getting all the way back to the stone circle before the bogles wake. So he hurries back down off the ridge, scrambles down, slips, slides over the rocks and the ice and the snow, slides and slips and all the way back down towards the mountain pass in question. More hours go by. The sun, you remember, it seems uh, just minutes ago in our story, the sun was rising. Well, the sun is the winter sun. Arch slowly through the sky. Now the sun's going down. Down. Down behind the mountains. Oh, dear. Uh, the bulls will be awake soon. He scurries. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Steps through the snow. Crunch, crunch, crunch. There's the stone circle. Oh, he's almost out of breath. There, there, within the stone circle. Still the bulls frozen in blocks of ice. Still Callum lying there, but all covered in, in frost and fresh snowfall. His face now quite, quite blue. Well, not much time. It's getting very dark. It's starting. The sun is going down. The sun is going down. Gavin hurries into the stone circle. Shakes, shakes, shakes at Callum. Callum is too frozen to wake up. Wake up, Callum. Wake up, wake up, wake up. The sun has now gone down behind the mountains. All around him. He hears crack, crack, crack as the icy blocks in which the bogles are sleeping start to crack, crack, splinter, shatter, bogle hands rising up out of the icy blocks. The, the bogles are waking up. Wake up, Callum! Wake up! He shakes and shakes and shakes. He smacks, smacks, smacks at Callum's blue face until finally... Callum wakes up, though, as I say, quite still quite blue. Come on, come on, we've got out of the stone circle. Crash, crunch, ice splintering, crashing. The bulls are waking up. What's happening here? Come back, come back. The, the snow within the stone circle starting to melt away. Green, green grass sprouting through it. Flowers of pink and gold starting to sprout through it. The bull king raising his head. With his wickerwork crown upon it, raising it out of the out of the ice block in which he's been frozen the whole day long, shaking off the ice. The bogle woman rising, rising likewise. Look, look, that fellow. He's trying to rescue his pal. They're trying to get away. They're trying to get away. Quick, quick, try, get out of the ice blocks. Get out of the ice blocks, quick. But but Callum is awake. He's shivering. He's shivering. But but Gavin drags him, drags him out of the stone circle. Out of the stone circle, up over the ridge, up over the boulders, and down the other side. They, they slip, they slide, they tumble, they roll. They're like snowballs by the time they get to the bottom of the next the next slope. But they shake off the snow, dust the snow off the, the shivering Callum, up over the next ridge, and down and down and down. Basically, in short, all the way back down to the shoreline down below. And as they're heading back down towards Brodick, of course, they pass the cottage of the old woman. It turns out not to be such a silly old woman after all. And she, she comes to her door. She says, lads, lads, did I not tell you I can see from the look of your friend there. Oh, quite blue he is. He got in trouble with the king of the bulls. Well, I did warn you about the king of the bulls. And he said my stories were just old wives' tales because an old wife is what I am. Well, maybe, lads, next time you'll be more inclined to believe the truth of old wives' tales. Come on, bring your friend in here. Quite bluey is there. Come on, come on. Come into my peat fire. I'll brew up some broth for him, some broth and some nice salty porridge uh, to take that, that blue that blue shade off his face. Uh, take the, the hypothermia out of his blood. Come on, come on, come into the peat fire. She was a very nice old woman. In spite of all the cynicism that in particular... The freezing blue-tinted Callum had shown her on the way up the mountainside. Yes, yes, they got Callum into the peat fireside. Plenty of salty porridge, plenty of broth, and basically they, they sort of defrosted him. So, in short, Callum had learned several lessons. Not to go poaching up in the hillsides in the winter months, certainly. 
not to accept any offers off the bowls, particularly the offer of a free drink, and not, not most importantly, to ever disbelieve old wives' tales. Yes, yeah, so anyway, they, they, they headed back towards Brodick. Calm, of course, had uh, somewhat of a sore head that took several days to, uh, to wear off. But like I say, that was the last time, the last time Callum ever accepted the offer of a free drink. And yes, his lesson was learned, and I hope you folks will learn the lesson too. Old wives' tales are true. Fairy tales are true. Every story I tell you here on Aaron Sound every single week is a completely true story. And if you disbelieve me, well, be careful. You might get yourself into some serious trouble. With that said, folks, join me here next time. Same, pl- same time, same place, next week here on Aaron Sound. And I'll tell you another story. And this next story will be absolutely true as well. I promise. Thank you for listening.